the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Hey, Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast with my very good friend, Coach Ron Riddiman of Alamo Heights. Uh, I want to turn and talk to him in just a second, but man, I'm really excited. We're going to talk about some of his journeys. Um, I've heard Ron tell me a couple of times just how he got to Texas State, how he grew up in New Braunfels, um, how he got to Madison and Johnson. I want to go through some of that because God's a part of that. And uh, I want to talk about some of his testimony, and uh, we want to talk a little bit about Peanut Butter Bowl, because there is no Peanut Butter Bowl without Coach Ritterman. So we won't spend a bunch of time on that, but we just got to celebrate that this year we collected 43,078 jars worth of peanut butter. And we are growing peanut butter because of Coach Ritterman and all his relationships with coaches around the state. I'm just trying to keep up with Coach Ritterman because he knows so many people and they love him. And so when he says we're doing this thing, they're like, well, we want to do this thing. And so we're excited. Uh, we're going to continue to grow that just to reach and feed hungry kids and hungry people. Looks like not just around the state, Coach, but maybe around the nation as things are kind of unfolding. So it's going to be a ride. It's going to be exciting. It's very exciting. Uh, you know, if you think about where this all started and yeah. how it got started to, to have the potential to where we are right now, and I'm just blessed to be part of it and excited to see what, it, what direction it goes in. Yeah, well, I've heard you say to the press that we barely have scratched the surface. Sure, yeah. And uh, it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, we, we started in 2016 just with you when you were at Johnson and Jeff Fleener at Brandeis. And uh, I went to, I was at a Johnson Brandeis game, Jeff's very first head coaching game against his mentor, one of his mentors, you. He played quarterback for you at Madison, and it was a. I'll make I'll keep this short this time, but it was a miserable game for me because we sat on the Johnson side. We were a Johnson family, and I'm obviously been close to you for a long time, so I'm all about Ron Ritterman. But the first half, we sat on the Johnson side, but we had to sit on Jeff's side. He had been in my youth group. We loved Jeff, did his wedding, went up to the wedding. I was there. Uh, you were there. I know you were. <laughs> I know you were. And the little Ritamans and little Teals were running around. Yeah, no it doubt. was it was a few years ago. Uh, but uh, anyway, it was a miserable game for me because at the end, I was happy for you. Johnson won. I'll, I'll mention that. And uh, Jeff, who hadn't lost a game in about 100 years, is offense coordinator yeah. at Allen High School. Uh, with not only Kyler Murray, but some other guys did. He did a great job there. And he was, he, you're, you're coaches. You're the most competitive people in the world. So, and he wanted to beat Johnson, and he probably wanted to beat his mentor pretty. He, he wanted that. But uh, so then fast forward that spring, I found out about a ministry that feeds people, uh, feeds kids on the weekends that don't have food. That first ministry we helped and have been helping ever since is Snack Pack for Kids San Antonio. 
And that was when the light went on for me. It's like if I could get Ron and I could get Jeff and I could get them on board, maybe we could do a peanut butter bowl and collect peanut butter. And I can remember certain times. I remember telling you at our, the church that we had started at uh, – and it was at Cibolo Green Elementary School. I remember telling you and Patty and you just kind of taking it in. I was like, man, I don't know if Ron likes this idea. And Patty's like, I love this idea. Yeah, we got to do this. But you just kind of took it in. But that's just – you were thinking about – you know, how's this going to be? Who do I need to talk to? All those things. But you were already there, I think. Oh, no doubt. That was, <laughs> it's just like with the coaches I speak with today is once you explain what it is and the yeah. purpose behind it and what the cause is, I, the very few people would ever say no to that. So yeah. I, I think that's just the excitement of it. And and luckily you had that idea and, and here we are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's been a blast um, just to watch – Really, because of who you are and your leadership, just coaches, like I said, they, they trust you, they know you, um, and they want to be a part of what you're doing. So, um, God, I'm just humbled and honored to, to get to team up with you in trying to spread this thing and, and see what God, feelings see mutual. what God's got for us. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Well, um, I want to talk about several different things. I, I did a little internet research, so I did d- dig up a few pictures of you, your quarterback days. You're not seeing them right now, but Shemaya no. is probably putting it up. I don't know if you can see that or not, but uh, from your Southwest Texas days uh, quarterback, I want to talk because I see God at work in your life. Um, in big ways, I'm also blessed get to do a coaches outreach Bible study with you and the coaches um, at Alamo Heights, and that is a huge blessing as well. So I know very well God is at work in your life, and I know that you know you're speaking to groups and you're sharing your faith and saying it's a great day to be a Christian, which is awesome. Uh, but I want to like kind of back up and say I also know. Um, and I, I love sports. I love, you know, great athletes. You were an athlete. I'm going to brag on you for a second because I know you wouldn't. Um, you had opportunity to be a Division One athlete, NCAA Division One athlete in three different sports, Coach. That's true. Uh, we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never but know. But we do know. <laughs> you have football, baseball, and basketball. And I'm just going to go on record right now. Uh, I've only seen game film of you from high school football, and y'all were more of a running team, I believe, yeah. for the Canyon Cougars back then. So I saw some game film back a while back against the Unicorns and Coach Streety where you were running the ball. And uh, I don't remember if y'all won or not. I don't need to We know. We did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> y'all beat the Unicorns. First time in school history. First time in school history. I still bring that up to Coach Street whenever <laughs> I get the opportunity to. Well, uh, we're going to jump around, but start start with the Canyon High School a little bit. And that, I mean, do you remember like certain plays or certain games like that? I mean, that's a big oh, deal. Yeah. What do so you remember? I, I I'll go back to the very beginning. Yeah, and good. That my my parents. We actually were born here in San Antonio and lived oh. off o- O'Connor and thirty five right there. But oh. in nineteen seventy two. My family, we moved to New Braunfels. Okay. So I was five years old and getting ready to start school. And so I, I went to – me and both my sisters, Debbie and Renata, we went through Canyon, you know, Goodwin Primary, Frazier Elementary, yeah. Canyon Middle School, Canyon High School. Uh, I made the decision then I was never going to go into the transfer portal. <laughs> and I just – You weren't going to take your we, talents somewhere we, No, else. <laughs> no. We, we bled red and we were going to be Cougars uh, for 12 years, and that's what we all did. Uh, and, and my sisters were very active, uh, 
both of them were, were very athletic. Uh, my older sister, Debbie, uh, gave up athletics to be in the band at some point okay. in high school. Okay, yeah. And she was very talented there. And then my younger sister was, was in all the sports and was a very good athlete herself. So uh, that's kind of what we did. You know, we yeah. got up in the morning and ate breakfast and went to school. And, and I, can, I can tell you right now, for four years in high school, every day I went to school – and I either had practice or a game. I just there wasn't a day off, and, and I yeah. loved football. It was a great, you know, it was great. Uh, I had great mentors as coaches. All okay. of them were great men. Okay, uh, and really part of the responsibility. Uh, they're responsible for what, what I'm doing today, just because I saw the the influence they had. But yeah. you know, football season was awesome, and then we went straight into basketball, and, and loved every minute. Of, I thought I was a basketball player. Uh, oh, and then we went into baseball. I didn't even finish and, my thought earlier. Hold on, that, that's oh, where I was going. Sorry, I, I got so many thoughts about <clears throat> Coach Ritterman, so I'm going to be over all over the place. Coach Ritterman is. I don't know which camera you got on. You're on him. That's good. Coach Ritterman is the. I'll turn for that. Oh yeah. The best basketball shooter I have ever seen. Uh-oh. And the quick short story is we were doing a silly video for church one day. And with the camera rolling, we're like, hey, could you just hit a three-pointer? And so we just gave him the ball. And he made, I don't know, every year it gets a little bit more. In my mind, I remember like six or seven times just straight threes. Now, with the cameras rolling, like people usually get a little bit, ah, you know, cameras rolling, I'll probably miss. No. He did not miss one. And then we played a bunch of basketball together, and I don't remember him missing many of those either. He is the best basketball shooter I've ever seen. I've seen some good ones too, but you're the best. All right. Big pressure. <laughs> Big pressure. There's no baskets around today. <laughs> yeah. I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> All right. So uh, back to Canyon High School. Yeah. So you got basketball. You were a great basketball player. You're a so- point guard. Play, right. played uh, played quarterback in yeah. football, played point guard in basketball, and then we transitioned right into baseball. And I was a pitcher and center fielder on the baseball team, and and just man got to play with my friends, enjoyed every minute of it, be yeah. around great coaches. It was just, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, you know, just great experience. And then, uh, you know, you graduate and go on to the next phase of your life. But yeah. but I have nothing but great memories. Uh, from from those days at Canyon and and going through middle school and high school and and being around those coaches that really helped shape my life. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, tell me when I first met you and <clears throat> found out from playing basketball and everything what a great athlete you were. I was like, man, I bet his dad was a big sports guy or something. I mean, like he just seemed to grow up with sports, but that's not the case, right? No, Tony, my, my dad, <clears throat> my dad was actually in the band when yeah. he was in high school at St. Gerard's High School okay. in San Antonio. Okay, uh, but but what my dad was was uh, a workaholic. You oh, know, okay. he was a worker, and he. Yeah. He wanted to take care of mom and his three kids, and so he was always working, but very supportive of everything that we did. Yeah, um, and so I, you know, just grew to have so much respect and love for him and the way he handled his business. Yeah, uh, learned a lot. Hopefully, I learned a lot of great things from him. <laughs> uh, I, I hope I did. You're you're a hard worker. He was you definitely well. you definitely got that from him. Uh, but but the truth be known is my mom was probably the athletic one oh, you know, of the group. She didn't Joanne. always get to play. Oh. Uh, just because she was the oldest of six kids, and, I didn't realize and did some that. other things. But I think, truth be known, because there was times uh, just I'd go outside to pitch or something, and mom was the catcher. Yeah, she would she would just say, "Yeah, come on, let's go do this." If 
you know, they didn't ever force me to do anything. But if I wanted to go out and shoot yeah. baskets, you know, we had a basket on the driveway just so that was always available. And if I ever needed to pitch or do something when I was a younger kid, mom would she'd squat down and take that catcher's <laughs> mitt and whatever it was. So uh, I have a lot of respect and love for both wow. my parents and the way they took care of us back in those days and, yeah. and gave us the opportunities to go uh, – do whatever we wanted to try to do at the time. So yeah. it was okay. pretty cool. All right. We're going to come back to that. It just reminds me your hard work uh, reminds me of Kylie, your daughter, telling me one day, I think I might have been interviewing her, and uh, she was talking about like it was the day after Christmas. I think she was a junior in high school, maybe a senior in high school, and she was sleeping. You know, I think it was the day after Christmas, and she gets a call from her dad, and she says, where are you? I'm up at up at the school getting better. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, well. so, so that hard work. And so she got herself up, drove over to Johnson High School, and got to work. She, uh, I really, my philosophy with both our kids was, and, and Patty would get upset with me sometimes because <laughs> I would never ask my kids to to throw, catch, work out, do anything. But my rule was to never tell them no if they asked. Yeah. And so that was kind of a big deal. But through those years when she was like going through high school was I was still trying to be a great role model and try to, you know, yeah. be an example for what would that look like. Even though I was getting a little bit older, I would still try to make myself get up every morning and do something, some kind of activity yeah. or workout or exercise, because I, that's something I wanted. You know, it's almost like and I, and I almost say it's the same, but yeah. But but how you how you pray in the morning or yeah. how you do your Bible study, how you always commit that time and, or, or go to church or the things right. that you do, you hope that you do that with your kids long enough that it becomes a habit for them and something that they see the value in. Right. And so anything from working out to, yeah. to doing something just that they go, wow, well, my dad's an old guy, but he still does it. <laughs> so maybe a- that's a cool thing. Maybe they'll continue <clears throat> to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, well, they definitely seem to be doing it. Well, real quick, before I get back to Canyon, I mean, I know you've shared a coach's outreach. So one thing you do for Hunter and Kylie is you read your Bible every day, uh, the U version, right? And then you, you send that on or you send a verse on to them. So, yeah, What's there's, that? there's a couple of things okay. I've probably done uh, okay. in their lives. And I don't know right or wrong, but yeah. I think it's right. But uh, I always, when they were younger children, you go tuck them in at night, I'd always finish whatever we were talking about and just say, you know, you're the best, whatever that means. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I wanted them to hear that every day. Yeah. It's good. You know, they left home, went on to college and now they're adults. And when I get up in the morning and to do my Bible study, uh, I have a couple of accountability groups that I'm part of, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but whatever verse we're talking about or working on, I just forward that to them every morning. Yeah. So I know for a fact, they're getting to read a Bible verse every day when they wake up to go to work or go do whatever they're going to do, or at least have the opportunity to. So I know it's fresh in their mind every day. And again, I'm, I'm hoping that it's just, you know, it's habit forming. Right. And I, like I said, I'm right or wrong. No, that's right. What I, I think it's right. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, something we've been doing. It's been a long time now. I don't know. I'm not sure when I started that, but it's been a while. Okay. So, All right, guys on the radio show that you're listening, I'm probably driving your wife crazy right now. Cause I am jumping around. So if you're having trouble following, just stay with me, Shamaya, you stay with me. <laughs> I want to hit on one other thing. So I don't forget, forget later. You said something a few minutes ago, just that, and I want to share that with parents. I want you to share that with parents today. That your philosophy um, with the kids was you didn't you didn't drag them out. You know, oh, we got to go work out. You got to go do this or that. You'd wait for them. Can you just talk a little bit more about that? Because 
in this day and culture. And I mean, I probably bought into it as well, but just that, that drive of you got to do this, you got to work and the parents kind of driving it sometimes right. a little bit right. too much. Can you just talk about that for a second? <clears throat> well, I think, I think it's human nature. Most okay. adults and, and kids yeah. and athletes is if it's their idea, they don't want to ever fail. If you're making them do something, I don't, I don't think their mm. passion's necessarily the same. And so I was real big when, when Hunter and Kylie were both growing up as one, I never made them do anything. Yeah. Because as soon as you make them do it, there's a chance they're going to they're going to burn out one yeah, day. And, and, yeah. and I've seen that from experience in my profession as a coach. Yeah. And and nothing really rubs me the wrong way than a, a junior or senior in high school who should be getting ready for the best time of their career, the best time of their life, yeah. and and doing all that. And they come in and say, "I'm, I'm done with it. I'm mm. not putting that glove on again. I don't ever want to shoot another basketball. I don't yeah. ever." And that's that bothers me. Yeah. And and, and I think. You know, ninety nine percent of the people out in the real world, they've never seen that side of it. They never hear that part mm, of it. Yeah. But as a coach, you deal with it. Yeah. Um, and so, again, when Hunter and Kylie were smaller, I just made up my mind then I was never going to make them do anything. And again, Patty and I had some uh, discussions about that because <laughs> she would say, you know, well, look at all the other dads. Right. They're, they're playing catch with their son. I said, I'll play catch with him as soon as he asks me to play catch. Yeah. I'm never going to tell him no. Yeah. And and so now I can look back on it after we've gone through it, knock on wood. Right. A lot of Kylie's teammates kind of got burned out uh, and didn't go play at the college yeah. level and had the ability to, but right. it just wasn't a passion anymore. It right. wasn't important. Right. Um, and, and Hunter the same way. You know, there was more talented guys that didn't go play in college. Yeah. And and some of them just because they were, they were okay not playing anymore. Like right. They'd, they'd had enough. It's all they'd ever done. <clears throat> but But – like for, for Kylie, like she had a strong passion to yeah. go play in college. Uh, and I think it was because she didn't play year round. She yeah. didn't burn herself out. And she was still excited about the first day of volleyball. And she was still emotional when it was the last day of volleyball. Yeah. yeah. Because then she would transition into softball or whatever right. was next. Right. And she was excited about the first day of softball. And yeah. she was emotional when it was the last day of softball. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and that's what I think is healthy for the kids. Yeah. Um, and, and in today's day and time, too many of them don't ever experience that. Right. You know? it, it bothers me when at the end of, a let's say, a basketball yeah. season, you lose a playoff game and, and there's no emotion to it. Mm. though, because they have a select tournament yeah. in Houston this weekend. Right. So that right. they don't really have an end. It, it really right. didn't come to an end. They just go to the next thing. And, and I'm not sure they fully get to develop all the character traits you need mm. uh, with mm. the team mentality when that's going on. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's kind of the norm these days. Right. I'm probably still back in the old school way of thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, but where I'm at now, I'm going to encourage all the athletes to be as being as many sports as you can handle. Yeah. Still maintain your grades. Still do your chores mm -hmm. at home. Right. Uh, then play all you can while you can. Because one day you're going to get told no. Right. But it shouldn't be by an adult right now. Right. Ever, whether it's your parent or a club coach, if somebody's telling you that you shouldn't be playing other sports, <clears throat> I always challenge those people. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get them to guarantee they'll pay for your college <laughs> if you don't get a scholarship. See how many of them will step up and do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's any out there that would do it. Right. That's good. That's good. All right. Yeah. Now we'll go back. We'll go back to Canyon High School okay. because, as I recall, you, you set the record straight. 
but you were initially your senior year, you were thinking you would play baseball in college before you decided football? Ah, you or know, no? That's still – I'm not even sure what I was thinking. <laughs> okay. I, I know that, uh, you know, I was 17 going through my senior year and, and I had an opportunity to go take a couple of recruiting trips and I went to the Air Force Academy this in West for football Point. first we're talking well, about or baseball? football and baseball. Okay. I was, okay. was going to have a chance to play both at, at, if I went there. Okay. And, and of wow. course, when you have that opportunity, and I can remember back in – I guess it would have been about January of 85 okay. that I took my two recruiting trips. And actually, Coach DeBerry, Fisher DeBerry was the head coach at the Air Force Academy yeah. at the time, who was a great guy. Yeah, uh, He actually made the trip to New Braunfels, Texas, and came and sat in my mom and dad's living room wow. to talk to them. And that's that was my parents' response. So <laughs> when he left that night, it was, oh, it was a no-brainer for them. I was going to the Air Force Academy. Um Wow. But, but something just didn't sit right with me, oh Steve. I'll be honest with yeah. you. And I just, I, you know, I kind of went through the whole process and we got late in the year. And and I can remember our baseball team was being very successful. Yeah. We actually played into about the second week of June. So we had graduated at the end of May, but we, we made it to the state championship that year and, and we didn't get the results we wanted at the state championship, but yeah. uh, it was a great experience with some of my closest friends and again, great coaches. And we went through that, but then it was time to decide. Uh, and I, and, and I had made the decision I wasn't going to the Academy, which okay. you know, my dad wasn't real happy about that. He part probably didn't it. understand that too much. No. Uh, <laughs> and so that led me to where, how I ended okay. up to the next phase uh, of my life. Okay. Now I want to hear about that, but a quick parenthesis, because I feel like, and if I got the story wrong and I'm thinking of another coach, you tell me, <laughs> but I feel like David McWilliams, was it Texas Tech? Uh, he or, was at uh, for, Texas. He was already at Texas. He was okay. The, okay. the secondary coach at Texas. He was recruiting me for Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was happening during your high school senior year? Yes. Yeah. So he was trying to recruit you to Texas right. to play football. Right. Okay. All right. But at the time, you were thinking – I thought I was going to play baseball in college. <laughs> so I wasn't really interested in, in playing football in college at, at Texas? I love it. Well, I didn't know. I right, right, seven, right, right, right. No. 17 and goofy. I mean, no. Well, I mean, that's that's a fact. You could play – you had three sports that you could play wherever you wanted. That's crazy to me. All right. So then what happens? Why, how do you wind up uh, going to – I mean, you don't go to Navy. You don't go to Air Force. Uh well, it was actually Air Force and West Point. It was no oh, good. Did not good. Go, did, I'm glad to hear go. that. Beat Navy. Uh, so I decided <laughs> that I didn't want to go, but I did want to go play football. Okay. Uh, after baseball season okay. ended, because that was the next sport coming up. That was the next sport. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know. Right. It was a long muscle time memory. <laughs> um, so I called Coach McWilliams and said, "Hey, I've changed my mind. I'd like to play football." And he said, "Well, we don't we don't have any scholarships and." I was going to need financial help because we, you know, right. I didn't have any money. Right. Uh, so he made a phone call, and back then we didn't have cell phones and all that. So uh, he didn't tweet at one, somebody. No, he didn't. He, there was no social media at all. Uh, so anyway, one evening I get home and I get a phone call. It was Coach Charlie McGinty from Tyler Junior College. Okay. And he had gotten a call, I guess, from Coach McWilliams. So anyway, Coach McGinty called and said, "Hey, you want to?" come play quarterback at Tyler Junior College. Uh, and I said, absolutely. And that's how it happened. <laughs> Did you know, like Tyler Junior College, I don't know how they are today, but they were a powerhouse. They were it, awesome. I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> you did not know it. Until I got there. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about so, it. <laughs> well, I mean, it was very obvious. Uh, we were very talented. 
Uh, practice was very tough, uh, but I can remember stepping into the huddle for the first time ever, and I was the 11th best player in the huddle. So it was – I loved it. It was a lot of fun, and, and I still stay in contact with those guys. And, and man, they just talk about some talented guys. Uh, we yeah. had a blast. And I, I say now, even today, I, if I could have stayed there for six or eight years, I probably would have, but I was there about a year and a half uh, which led to the next phase okay. of my life. All right. We, we got to just say, since you won't, I mean, I, I love your humility. I know that's real. I know that's not a put on, but you were a great athlete. So I feel like if I were to talk to those 10 other guys in the huddle or whatever, and I know some of those guys were NFL bound, but I think you could have been <laughs> NFL bound. And uh, I mean, you know, it's not like they're just asking anybody to come in and, fight for the starting quarterback position of Tyler Junior College. I don't know. They might all say I was the 11th. <laughs> no. But but the point was they were very talented. Okay. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Just it was fun to be part of something like that. But I'll be honest with you, Steve, yeah. and you know this about me. I've been very blessed throughout my whole life because when I was at Canyon, we just had great guys. Mm. I mean, I I loved every minute of being parts of those teams and they were talented. We had a level of success at Canyon hadn't really seen up to yeah. that point. Um, not that we won every game or won any state championships, right. but man, we sure took it to the next level and and started building something that that we're, we're all still proud of today. All right, I'm having such a great time talking to my good friend Ron Ritterman, coach at Alamo Heights. There's so much more to the story, and we had such a great talk that we've got part two coming up next week on KSLR right here, AM 630. You're not going to want to miss it. Great stories from Coach and great stories of God's faithfulness. And you know what we talk about ultimately is really why we're called Very Bold. It's because of all the great things God has done, even using difficult circumstances like we've touched on with Coach. And we're going to touch on next Saturday when you come back here at noon and hear more of those stories. So the Apostle Paul wrote this. In 2 Corinthians 3.12, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.